Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey. Can you hear me? I can hear you. That was quick, yo. That was record time, actually. <laughs> you you came in the fastest, actually. You well of everybody. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about, people, ladies and gentlemen. Like someone down by the interview waiting on Bob to hit him up so we can get things started. We get things rolling. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So how are you doing today? How has your week been? Um going through it as best as I can. Duh. What is it? You've been very busy or it's crazy. Yeah, life has been equally as beautiful as it's been harsh. Mm. You say you've been getting the fifty fifty booking per se. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least I'm getting fifty of it. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. No, I mean, don't get it twisted. It's been uh, shoot, long two weeks for me. So uh, between my nine to five and working doubles out of the blue because people want to quit the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just funny because yes, porn stars do have nine to fives, people. Yeah, of course. We yeah, have multiple hustles. Like that. Yeah, most definitely. And you are... Go ahead. A 12, like 24-7, just let's be real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, because with with you, you have multiple hustles in this. Yes. For what I can see. You a film dom. Of course, you... And and, and for what I've seen, you also... You do do uh, porn, actually, boy, girl, and all that. Yeah. Because I was like... "Mm." See, this is damn shame. I mean, all the girls... Yeah, I would love to work with by meeting them after I retired. I swear. <laughs> Funny how things go. Yeah, cause I would look at your pictures and and everything, and yo, I'm I'm feeling it. For real. You, you, you. And and how long you been doing the dope film? How long you been doing the filming side of things? Um, get you dope stuff. Well, I mean, I didn't even start by doing it for this. I just was like, hey, people are watching me do fun things that I really love. That like. This this is so beautiful. I can't like just keep it for myself. So I just started fun, doing it because it was fun, and then it got viral, and then I was doxxed, and then it just exploded. No doubt. So, so yeah, I don't even know how many years that would be now. <laughs> Maybe like oh my four good. four years. Mm-hmm. Four content years. For, okay. Content making. Yeah. But before that, I did a lot of other stuff that didn't involve content. Mm -hmm. So you've been in sex work trade for how many years? (sighs) I don't know. Maybe like eight, maybe more. I mean, I don't know what you qualify that as. I mean, I've been around. I mean, Dom, because like with... It, it, like put it this way, like would you be in the film Dom, you do paid sessions. Yes. Okay, so first paid session. Okay, maybe like seven years ago. Okay. See, it's different between I'm a Dom and I'm doing it even though I'm a Dom. Right. Versus mm-hmm. I'm a Dom, I love doing it, but also these fuckers pay me. You feel yes. me for a session. And it's not a tribute. We just it's it's not a tribute. You get what I'm right. coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, period. See, I know I, I'm a dom too, so I know yeah. I'm in the lifestyle too. We we several doms, dom made dom. Hello, how you doing? 
Let me do my particulars and get this thing rolling, okay? Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcasting career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm on your laptop or iPad and set up a profile today. You can start podcasting today. You can monetize those episodes and get that money today, and it's for free. So go to anchor.fm. Or download the app. Hello, I am Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star, your wonderful and gracious host. You know what it is. You can find my porn. Music. And I coming very soon, people. You can find me on social media. And you can find all these links with one link. Allmylinks.com backslash Porn Rap Star. So go check it out and find me everywhere. In one place. Also, we are sponsored, loved by, and been sponsored from damn near the beginning of this podcast, going on almost a year. I'm talking about LSWorld.com, the Facebook of the LS community people. I'm talking about go get a profile. You can mingle with like-minded people like yourself. Wherever it doesn't matter your level of experience, they got it all there. And you might can find an event you might could attend to kind of, you know, get yourself out there in there. So go to lsworld.com, get yourself a profile, start your adventure in the lifestyle today. And we are a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. I'm talking about podcasts giving you different spectrums of the ebony experience. And plus, while you're there, you can get some shopping done from over 500 retailers. So go to shopgwdistrict.com. Buy black, support black businesses, build a black economy so we can create generational wealth. Now I'm about to be quiet and let this sexy mistress introduce herself. Hello, hello, hello. I am the fetish fairy dawn. Most definitely. So, see, I didn't mess up. I said godmother. So now you got to maybe change the damn cover. Oh, no, it's still godmother. I have a lot of illnesses. <laughs> so... So what, first of all, before we even get to the point, what got you into the lifestyle? What what, what got was, you to become a dom? I think I just was born this way. They drew mm. me like this. <laughs> <laughs> I like I that. Ex- I was exhibiting a lot of kinky things from a mm-hmm. very young age. And mm-hmm. I grew up and was never told what's right and wrong. So I just did whatever felt good. And that led me here. Okay. So, when was the day that you officially became a dom? Because we are. When we um, said, I'm dom, I, I want slave, I want worship. <clears throat> okay, so. Meaning you won't play around with it no damn more. Put it that way. Okay, so <laughs> the second I knew this was my thing was. The, the person that actually took my virginity is someone that I'm really close to still. And mm-hmm. um, we just always hit it off really well. So when it comes to, we taught each other how to do these things when we were younger. So when we grew up, we were each other's confidant when it came to this. And we constantly practiced throughout our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And so when I said I wanted to try this, he's like, well, since I've been your teacher, you've been my teacher, I'll be the student this time and you do whatever you feel you're supposed to. And I took over and I have never looked back. Most definitely. And he so, was like, yep, you're, yep, go do that. Yep, you're going to do that. <laughs> so what did y'all exactly do? So I started with making him get on his knees and... Mm-hmm. He was surprised to, like, feel compelled to do that. And, Mm. yeah, I got him in a very vulnerable position. He was on all fours. And it was natural. It was sensual. It was very, like, not doom and gloom. It was very bubbly and fun. Like, Mm. he couldn't help himself. He was just hypnotized. And Mm -hmm. I got him to do whatever I wanted, but with giggles. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh. (laughs) And... Having that power and him giving that submission, how did he make you feel mentally? I mean, well, he since he's the person who taught me so much about myself sexually, I looked at him like he was a god. Like when mm-hmm. for a long time, you know, because he was 
my teacher, he was a lot to me. And then having him bend the knee and allow me to do what I needed to do, like I'm topping the person who tops me, who controlled me, mm-hmm. created me. You know, what I mean? that's mm-hmm. it just felt very like rewarding. And it was exactly who I should have done it with the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. And here we are. Yeah. And Which is crazy because you y'all learned how to be switches without even realizing it. That's the crazy yep. part. Exactly. So moving further along, when did it become professional? Okay, so living in Boston, I She's in Boston. Yep, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I, I like Boston. I like Boston. It's beautiful. Very, very yeah. beautiful. I was in Revel. I was saying I was in Revel and um and on the outskirts on Brockton. Oh wow, yeah. So, Brockton. Yeah. Yeah. Great mall if it's still there. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> so. I, I think it's it, it bears some years. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So I I obviously was very kinky, but I didn't know it. And mm-hmm. somebody that came to me asking me to um, dominate them because they felt like I had that in me and I was like I do but it's funny you thought you see it because I don't express that with a lot of people so mm-hmm. she was like well I need to be my mommy dom so we played and it was so much fun and I mm-hmm. was so happy and I felt at home and she's great on this website and so I signed up and I checked it out and it was like I woke up in the world that saw me for the first time and mm-hmm. when I got there they loved me for like mm-hmm. I never had a community say, Wow, you're amazing. And mm-hmm. that was really welcoming and I felt at home. So I became my I was able to express myself without having to restrict anything. And that made me thrive. And <clears throat> it grew so much that people were offering me crazy amounts of money to like massage my feet so I was like okay let me give this a try <laughs> and I reached out to this school that used to teach doms mm-hmm. and I wanted to go mm-hmm. uh, but I, the circumstances just didn't make it for that so instead we did online like just discussions and trying to you know any questions I had I asked mm-hmm. him and it's funny because now he's a submissive and he was like please dominate me like if there's one person on this planet it's you and this is a person who's done Mm. this for ages and i was like you want me to be your dom when you teach doms like that's insane Mm. i couldn't even believe that uh but he said that you're a powerful woman yeah he said he said it because it was refreshing because it was such a like like Mm. when you look at me it's funny a lot of people think i'm very tall when when i meet them they're like wow you're so Mm. short and i'm like well sometimes you you can project your character and personality and i guess i do that through my pictures because i think i'm an eight foot tall woman <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 um, see it's like it's like i told a, a girl um she was five one i said i thought you might be tall she said no i'm sure i said no you just cast a big shadow <laughs> <laughs> because some people just have big personalities and yeah. dominating personalities you know yeah. when they come in the room you pay attention you know, and that seems like that's that that's you to a, a biggest thing, or what have you? Yeah, well, I do things very differently. I'm I'm a dom who will have space buns, who will mm-hmm. like giggle and will make you do whatever she wants while she's eating French macaroons or cute little candies. Like, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't always you don't always have to dominate with with fear and pain and anger. No. You can dominate just fine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. with a laugh or with an attitude or with a tone mm-hmm. and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be it can be bubbly i could say the cruelest things while i'm laughing yeah and it scares men i guess <laughs> yeah because even with my pay pig when i have to uh you know what i'm saying reprimand him <laughs> I, I do it in a calm voice you know period yeah. and but but every now and then i might raise my voice just to see what he what, what he said his his thing is you know what I'm saying to, to see mm-hmm. to, to his loyalty and how pitiful he feels as a slave you know mm-hmm. because what a lot of people don't understand too the difference between a slave and a, a slave and a sub can you break that down to people okay so <clears throat> a slave is someone who has completely given over their life to you 
um, a sub is somebody that you have, but hasn't given up their life for you. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I see it. So why do people get the two mixed up? Because there's so much uh, misinformation out there and mm-hmm. wrong, wrong attitudes towards things. I mean, for example, mm-hmm. I just posted on my TikTok uh, this morning how mm-hmm. there's a difference between a dominatrix and an escort. And an escort can be mm-hmm. a dominatrix, but a dominatrix doesn't always have to be an escort. And if you don't sure. know the difference, you are making us very unsafe because when you come to a dominatrix who doesn't offer full contact or mm-hmm. doesn't offer full, full service and you're expecting yeah. that, like if they don't know the difference, like we're mm-hmm. confused as to why they're they're confused. Or but see, you know, the reason like, but the reason why it's like that is because one, everybody wanna put wanna be a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And when you put all the genres of sex work into the into category, saying sex work, mm-hmm. that mistakes happen. Exactly. So many girls they claim to be filmed on, but they actually are just straight up escorts. They just doing it trying to get that filmed on money, or try to get that domination money, and they're not a domination in any way. And they're really making it unsafe for us because guys get really upset when we even. Even when we put up all the safeguards, they still think that they're mm. entitled to our bodies. And then they get upset. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, I already said my boundaries. I already told you. You agreed. And now you really think that I was just saying that? And it's mm-hmm. clearly because other people do that. And it's not fair. to That's, that's why there's a distinction. That's why it's a whole other title. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you want to be somebody who wants to... Uh, support what we do they really have to understand that this is why we use those labels it's to keep ourselves mm-hmm. safe it's to make a distinction and it's it's so that everybody is aware of what the situation is boom mic drop <laughs> I could ever say it because that's the reason why I don't like the term sex worker <laughs> it's not I agree yeah, because when you do that, yes, it does cause confusion. When it causes confusion, problems happen. Yeah, danger happens, you know, but, violence happens. Yeah, that's the reason why y'all girls got to post. I don't do meetups, but you're a sex worker. But but you quick to say I'm a sex worker, hashtag sex worker. But then say I don't do meetups. Guess what? Uh, because you're being lumped with the prostitutes, they think that you do. They think you do everything that everybody do. And hey, Period. there's nothing wrong with with full contact sex. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, but I think that because the, it's a spectrum and it definitely isn't just one blanket statement, we need yeah. to really like learn. So I, I'm using my platforms to teach because if I teach, then more women will be safe. More men. It's just all around. It's better to have more information put be put out there and not just uh, saying, "Oh, this is fun." Because there is activism that comes to it because our mm-hmm. work is so stigmatized that we have to become activists, every single one of us. And if you, you're mm-hmm. teaching and not not bringing awareness, you're doing it wrong. You oh, yeah. Saying? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So when do you start doing boy-girl content? And well, okay. the other question is, what to what level have you done it? Meaning, have you shot with a major company? Have you shot with major talent? Are you basically just keeping it to... Yeah, yeah, not necessarily amateur style, but not necessarily professional talent. Well, I mean, so I think we all can see that it's becoming a, a model run industry now. So yeah. there's there's models out there who completely do not work with professional uh, with any pro- any professionals, and they just yeah. do it themselves, and they're sustaining their lives and great raising uh, you know followings. I, I, I want to mix the two. I want, I just shot recently with, um, with blush entertainment and it was shout out to blush. Yeah. I love them. Um, I worked with princess Dandy and she's amazing. And I look forward to working more with her. Mm. Um, and I think that it's to put themselves on the map because we have legal, um, we have the ability to film here. It's legal. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of us are getting together and we're mm-hmm. going to rev it up. 
And so mm-hmm. uh, I think both of them are part of that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, I shot for the first time professionally. Everything else has been um, in the beginning. It was just me filming my my day to day. I have a very huge appetite outside of what mm-hmm. I do for work. So my mm-hmm. my regular life itself is just like a, like you could you could put a, a camera and people would watch because <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I have my career. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was just me posting like my my real sex like that I did. It was home movies. It was small clips mm-hmm. of what I was up to. And then mm-hmm. um, and then I started actually ma- taking it seriously and listening to my fans and working with them to create some awesome experiences mm-hmm. for people because it's way more than just like a video it's a whole experience i don't take out the routine of cleanup of prep work i don't take out all of the check-ins uh consent not none of that all of that is included because that is real that is actually mm-hmm. what like because the problem is i'm seeing that a lot of people think sex is just you know throwing it in a hole and that's it and it's like whoa yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. and it's because all they see in mainstream porn is a lot of stuff that doesn't even look comfortable. And it's like, if Mm -hmm. it's real, if people are actually doing this because they love it, Mm -hmm. then, you know, those people at home that want to try it, see a version that is. But see, even though, but see, even though you do, let's just say amateur content as they, Mm -hmm. they might, will call it. It looks professional. You get what I'm coming from? Because to me, professional is how you shoot it. And the yes. equipment is not necessarily the scene. You feel Absolutely. me? Absolutely. So Absolutely. you take pride in your work. How important is it to people to take pride in their work and plus evolve within their work? Right. I mean, that's super important. Um, I have been, they've been watching me grow and become more for them, more professional. I mean, I, I own a small business. I I produce porn. I produce my own porn right now, just mm-hmm. mine. Maybe in the future mm-hmm. more. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't close doors to things. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I you're right. You're right. I grew mm-hmm. into it being professional because of the dedication I'm putting towards it. And I feel like I get a lot of um, comments about how like, oh, I can't help but watch you because you look like you're having the best day of your whole entire life. And I'm like, well, I, in that moment, I am. You're watching that mm-hmm. really actually happen. I'm really enjoying myself. Like, that's mm-hmm. me without a filter. So when you shot with Blush, what were the differences in how you shot before and your shoot with Blush? I mean, well, I, I shoot POV. Uh, mm-hmm. I shoot with angles that are um, just me, so more selfie-oriented. And Blush, mm-hmm. I mean, I was shocked because... I'd never seen myself that angle because I'm always taking it like a From I'm being watched. Yeah. So it was I was shocked. I couldn't I couldn't believe that was me in the video. And you <laughs> killed like, the wow, game. And you so killed you were like, damn, I was killing that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you were popping your collar. <laughs> yeah. I was I was shocked. I was impressed with myself. And the the whole production. I mean they're amazing. Every little detail of what they're doing, I am so excited. Mm. Uh that they exist. So yeah. I, I'm looking forward to filming more. It was just to see myself in a professional setting already compared to what I was doing. At, is uh, it was good. So I, that's why I say I'm, I'm 50, 50. I want to do my own, but I also want to be shot because see. some, some things I can't do by myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I because mean, I, I'm sorry as an advocate of this. Good to have a cameraman. Because what because I'm sorry, I got totally spoiled for 15 years dealing with my camera. Yes. <laughs> because I was able to have both POV scenes and I did role play with when he came, I did role play. I we, we didn't do straight fuck because I was like, no, nah, I got the cameraman. We're gonna we're gonna do some shit. You're gonna wear some outfits and stuff. So mm-hmm. and I see you also do that even within your own stuff. You know, you keep variety, you know, uh, you try to change it up. Um, What process that you go through when you come up with your scenes? Um, Well, I am neurodivergent, so I see things a little differently, but I'll try to tap into. Hold on, hold on. I like that. She said I'm neurodivergent. Yes. Yes. It means I have a different way of looking at the world that is a lot more colorful. 
and full. Sound like me, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, I when I think of things, it's like a movie in my head. So you know how in the movies you see like the reels and like the they they put out pictures of what it's going to look like that's what i do in my mind and then i work on it like in the background mm-hmm. noise because i can have multiple things going at the same time one of my one of my streams of of energy goes because i it's like i have a million tabs open on a computer that's how my brain mm-hmm. works so one of the tabs is is while i'm at, you know living my day-to-day life it's working on this is how it's going to go this is how it's going to say sometimes in the shower i'll script things in my head and so when mm-hmm. i finally I'm ready. I just turn on the camera, and it's I don't know if if you've seen Sucker Punch, but I just perform. Yeah, I know you're talking about movies. Me too. Okay, so it's I related to it big time. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. It's like Baby Doll. You know when she dances, she doesn't even remember what she was doing. It was like she was in another world. She goes, yeah, literally. I don't. When I people ask me all the time, how many takes did, did that take? I don't need to do many takes because it's just I start. I know where I'm going. I know the, the, the end game. And then I get mm-hmm. there. And then, yeah, I, I look at my videos a lot and I'm like, who is that? Like, it feels so strange because it didn't feel like I just did that when I watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you amaze yourself when you watch it back. Because I've done that a couple of times. Like, damn, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I did a helicopter. When, when did I do a helicopter? I don't remember that shit. Because you just black. It, it's not that you black out in the bad shit. It's black out as in because it's, 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 it's you hit that zone. Hey, I always see filming. it. Like, you know how you have to test your products before you, uh, before you release them? Well, if yeah. it turns you on, if you can come, if you can you know, disconnect from the fact that it's you and enjoy it for what it is and get turned on by it, then, you know, you did it good. You did it good. Most definitely. So, <laughs> I know I would enjoy working with you because I could tell that you are probably a nasty freak. <laughs> uh, probably a good fuck in the whole nine. Because, see, we about to get to the meat of this one. I've been okay. waiting for this. I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> You a pegger. You a yes. peg bundy. <laughs> See? Now, I've noticed that pegging has now started to become a little bit. Yes. Uh, and a lot more men are coming forward saying that they're willing to be pegged. Have you noticed that? Yes. And I know this is a lot of black men. <laughs> yes. Okay, I have a few comments on this topic. Specific. First and foremost, I can't wait for the day where it's just anal, where it's just mm-hmm. anal, because mm-hmm. that's all it is. It's anal, and it has it shouldn't have any connotation to it. It's just anal, like every any other anal. But also, I love that we're getting to a point in society where men feel comfortable to open up about their feelings, especially mm-hmm. black men. It makes me mm-hmm. so excited that they feel the the room to be able to not be judged and they're coming out of the woodwork and understanding that that's okay and normal and it doesn't make it it doesn't make it doesn't turn you into anything you just like the feeling and you should like the feeling that is where your g-spot is so like Mm -hmm. yes absolutely yes you will have fantasies yep that's normal normal as hell it doesn't doesn't (laughs) make you anything or less or more nothing it just feels good it just feels good yeah, because see, the biggest question if a man gets pegged, does it make him gay? No. And I, I tackled the topic before, which 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 I feel the same way. It's not. Because what is gay? What is homosexuality? You have a sex with the same species, the same sex. So mm-hmm. if you in the ass you're not technically having sex with the same sex, you know, period. Mm-hmm. Explain from your viewpoint, your theory, your philosophy to my case, <clears throat> why the thought that a man getting fucked in that or even a gay act is kind of hypocritical. Yes. I don't, I don't like that. I, that oh, hold on. Before you say that. I don't do pegging for anybody. Not because I think it's gay. It's just I'm, I'm my asshole is exit only unless it's a tongue. Go ahead. 
Okay, so, I mean, why is the G-spot there, first of all? If it's there, then that means that it is to be used. Why not? If it feels good, mm-hmm. that's that's all that that should be a thought about that. It shouldn't go any further mm-hmm. because it doesn't need to go any further. It is, I mean, girls enjoy it. You know, like what's 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 the big deal? It's just it's just another way to enjoy the body of the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, what what are they really saying when they're saying, oh, it's gay if a woman pegs you? Why is that? Mm-hmm. Like, have you asked that question? Like, why do they, why do they feel like that? Is See, because, I have a theory. I have a theory, but go ahead. Go ahead. Is it because men are so, like, in their feelings about having a woman have uh, be in charge? Is, is it that? Mm-hmm. Do they, is it? Is it to them that portion of it? Because mm-hmm. why else would they be upset? Like no, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. And it was funny. See, I I tell women this all the time. Think simple, dumb, and caveman. No, 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 no disrespect. And any man to get mad at that, fuck you, because you know I'm telling the guy <laughs> because it's it's, it's it's that it's not that complicated. Mm-mm. Because a man gets fucked in the ass by another man, which is the the normal way for two men to have sex with each other. Because a woman is using a phallus to fuck him in the ass, they associate that with gay. They're not looking at what's attached to phallus, they're looking at the phallus. And that's, you get that's really from? silly. Because now, okay, so if I put a if I put my fingers in, in a butt, does that make the butt gay? But see, no, 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 no. I agree with you. But like I said, think about this. You're talking about Neanderthal thoughts. Yep. No, absolutely. <laughs> and oh, by the way, did we not forget Christianity and Islam? Do I I don't give a fuck. Y'all can get mad all you want to. Yeah, uh, that that I did a whole show about that with homosexuality and religion. Yeah, I don't even want to go there. Go back and listen. <laughs> but but the point being is it's that old mentality. That's why I always say people won't change, but they don't really want to change. Yeah. And that includes mentality. Well, I have something to say. Whatever man that says that that's gay, listen, a lot of alphas, the alphas of the alphas, like the guys that are, that, that believe they're sharks in the game, mm-hmm. they come to me because I tell them it's okay and they're curious. They, they I, I, I don't, I don't know why they need to bash it, but then come mm. to me, you know, mm. because that's I, I change, I do actively help people process that because when mm. they come to me and ask these things and have these thoughts, I, I, I don't feel okay letting them walk out with those mentalities. So I definitely like mm. do the work um, to. Mm change that in them because it's actually like uh, them asking me for permission like mm-hmm. because that's what they think they need it's like mm-hmm. a lot of the first timers that come to me afterwards they say oh I'm not gay and I'm like but that's not what this is it just feels nice like <laughs> it's sex different. You, you coming in a different way that you would normally come yeah I mean think that's about what this right Men are in charge all day, every day, have every responsibility on their backs. Not all of them, but some of them are this way. And when do they let let go? When do they feel like they're not in charge, which is a release? It feels good. It feels so good Mm -hmm. to not be in control all the time. And it's a good way to just get out of your own body and get into, like, subspace or that space where... Mm -hmm you don't have to worry so much all the time because I feel like a lot of men are worried constantly and they just play it off like they're not and so that pressure just builds and builds and builds and you know maybe mm. if they got uh, they maybe if anal was involved to release some pressure they'd feel better and they could manage mm. and balance their life better you know and I'm not saying that like, mm. to be to be a wise ass I'm being serious mm. Let go, so, guys. Feel something. How many? Or feel nothing. How many? You know? How many chairs have you busted? 
I lost count, but my goal when I first started. (laughs) Okay, then take us through how you do an anal virgin. First of all, we have a lot of talks. They're usually very, very nervous. They ask me a billion questions, but I have a very calming attitude. Somebody told me that I was like their big sister and their grandmother at the same time. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those those are comfortable feels. So obviously I talk to them very like blunt i go through the process i i take my equipment out purposely as i'm talking to them so they can watch me do the ritual of the setup of the things that i will need explain Mm. as i'm taking stuff out what each thing is so they're so informed and i tell them okay i'm going to um be fingering you first just to see how big can you know I guess you would call it a a shoe fitting, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of shoe fitting. Um, oh, good. So I, I evaluate also because, okay, sometimes I can't peg everybody because sometimes people have bumps um, that are, I've, I've sent a few people to go get their colon checked and unfortunately mm-hmm. they had some issues that, I'm glad that I found it first and they didn't just go up their lives with that. So it, see, it's see, like see, she's test. actually, she's actually giving these guys a prostate exam, but go ahead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you have to, you have to evaluate yeah. the situation. See what, mm-hmm. cause some guys are really tight and some guys are not. And so you need to know these informations so that you can provide the best experience because it doesn't matter if it's, you know, for women or men, this goes for both ways. Like women need to take it slow. They need to know that they need to use a lot of lube. You have to be very sensual. Like you should make sure that they feel comfortable. I, I use an injector so that it's, it's easy and it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I go through the whole process. I, I touch mm-hmm. a lot of their body. So that, because it's all about the mind, it's, it's not about the the body so much as like calming down the mind and trusting a person. If you don't trust a person, it's not going to be a great time. Uh, yeah. And luckily, I have never had to stop because they didn't trust me. It's more like I'd have to stop because there was something that was in the way and something was unhealthy, or somebody was so nervous that, or their sphincter wasn't just big. Some some people are yeah. not. It it you can't just put anything in there i have tiny Mm. tiny little pinky sized toys that i've used in Mm. sessions and that's okay Mm. um but yeah you have to be very gentle Mm. oh obviously condoms on all your toys um Mm. and you have to make sure that you are checking in in the beginning you have to say are you okay does that hurt you have to watch for how their body reacts if they start they're twitching the ones the ones that are more experienced with it yeah how wrong do it that way it's abuse for the ones that are more experienced how hot and heavy do it get i pulverize like 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 you be pulling their head (laughs) Do you slap them on the ass? Do you slap them on the ass? Well, those kinds of of that kind of anal is different because these are people that are asking to be demolished, and yeah, and so I I do, mm. I <laughs> I take out all of my frustrations. It's so cathartic for me. So they say, mm. go go at it. Like you don't mm. need to stop. You don't need to worry. Like yeah. go ahead and literally like. Reduce them down to nothing. I've put my mm. boot on someone's back and just gone to town. Like she did the fun. boot on the back, push them down, maneuver doggy. Oh God! Please <laughs> tell me you got that on camera. I that was a, I, it's, a, it's a what do they call those? An animated gift? Like yeah, it's a gift. Yeah, shit. Because I did that to a chick, and the the image picture wise is priceless. Yes, yes. That is priceless. That is priceless. Remind me to so, on my uh, kinky profile tonight. Oh, oh, I definitely will. I definitely will because <laughs> I, I actually want to see it, my damn self. So, what position did most of the guys mostly taking in? Do we take any dog or missionary? Um, they take. I, I prefer uh to bend them over because you know I like bending over the actual patriarchy and you know fucking it. <laughs> 
Ass in the dirt. Face in the dirt. <laughs> I think there's some ancestor veneration happening there. When I yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Just so all the times you fucked us, you son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but oh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's their favorite because that's them being me mm. being in power and that's what they like they they admire it they they feel great about it but i personally mm. i like to sit down and have them ride it i want i want to see Buddha yeah i'm going to ask you that that's my favorite i like to watch them slide in and out like it's so hot they be twerking so, on the dick yeah <laughs> they be twerking on the dick oh god mm-hmm. <laughs> It's beautiful. Guys have cute butts too. Like, I love it. See that? That why I said it's just the image. If I saw it, would be having me dying out laughing. And it's nothing against the guy. It's just seeing a guy, especially one that's like real masculine, and he's being dominated like that, doggy style. Yeah, it is funny. I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't even gonna lie to it. It's not that I'm looking at him, looking down on him. No, it's just an image you just don't see all the time. Yeah, and I honestly I feel like every time that I bend over a man, it's contributing to like people feeling mm. much better about power dynamics being redistributed. Mm-hmm. So, so, which is better to strap on to, a man or a woman? Oh man, that's so hard because each of them has like great things to it. Women ask me to be their boyfriends afterwards, uh, which is really a compliment. Like, I feel so blessed, like, that they feel that way, that I made them feel like that. I, I oh, it's the best. But <laughs> what I love about men is that I get to be the person that changes their whole life forever because I just made them question everything. So mm-hmm. that's my favorite part about it with men and women. It's just, I mean, are you kidding me? They're beautiful. <laughs> They're letting me fuck them. What? Oh, I'm. It's. It's a. Choose me. Like I feel like a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like what? Because <laughs> like like I said before, it's um, it, it, it what I hate is when people judge someone's sex sexuality and stuff because everybody's different. Everybody doesn't think the same or believe the same or or what have you. And to me, as long as you're happy and you enjoying life, who gives a fuck? That, right. that you know, period. This piece, man. We didn't talk about a lot. Of, we didn't talk about a lot of shit. Ain't talked about. It still ain't hit hit the iceberg. <laughs> no, nope. that's okay because the kids are the younger generations are having these talks at, mm-hmm. as teenagers and growing up already feeling like these things are good and no no perceived notions like mm-hmm. it's just them exploring trying discussing with each other and like I, it makes me feel like if we had just you know said hey are you, are you into this that maybe mm. we would have that too we would have like the i don't know the comfort with each other mm-hmm. to be ourselves a little more because i feel like people at my age and a little bit older they don't they don't feel like they have permission to be themselves yeah, or shamed of being themselves. Yeah, that's where a lot of this come to, from. Yeah, or chained yeah. to this like idea of what they have to be, mm-hmm. almost forced into it, like Stockholm syndrome. Like if you don't, if you're not even happy like this, what are you doing? Like if 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 you're a perpetual cheater, maybe you're poly. Like come on, you know. Yeah, because I said this. I said all men to a certain extent want to be in an relationship or want to be poly. Just well, we, some of them is just narcissistic with it. You know, mm-hmm. our ancestors had multiple people. Like, let's be real. If that was what we came from, and then we were forced into another thing that wasn't natural to us, then yeah. of course our bodies and our souls are rejecting it. And we're still trying but see, to get into but society see, and it doesn't work. But see, what happened is, because I even said this in my episode, I said, before Christianity, there was no such thing as homosexuality. There was no shaming of homosexuality. Nope. In some nomadic tribes in the Middle East, yes. But not as as a whole, you know, no. 
struggle in different civilizations. Look at Rome. Or origin yeah, was, we didn't even have everybody. genders in my native culture. We didn't. We didn't have that. Everybody was mm-hmm. equal. Women were the same to men. Men were the same to women. And we had other genders. We we had other people who were different that that didn't fit any role, and they they were called shamans and medicine women and and brujas. Yeah. Like, so yeah. see, it's just what like I said before. It's got they got. They want to go into no religious conversation in this one, but that's why I said. It's not religious. This is just like, this is facts. This is that oh. was here before Christianity mm-hmm. brought a different story, and everybody yeah. had to convert. And now here we are with people that don't have that as a background are practicing uh, something that's a lie to them, and they don't yeah. even know it. They don't even know it because yeah. they they don't have access to the ancestors. But that's not that's not natural for a lot of cultures, and and we're being forced into something that. It goes against what we are and how we feel and what's our reality, and we're lying to ourselves. But that's yeah. that's a conversation for the future because people are not ready to have that one yet. Oh yeah, you're gonna come back to the episode. You're gonna come back for an episode of that too. Yeah, but- we got to <laughs> monogamy and polyamory and ancestry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh. See, there she goes. She just she just gave the title for the next episode she's gonna be on. Oops, now I'm, I created another wait. thing. Damn it. See, because not nah, because to me, monogamy is mental, not necessarily physical, and that's a conversation yeah, for another day that's for me. That's the, the, that, yeah. that hurts my heart so much that people think that polyamory is just hypersexuality. No, it is the ability to wholeheartedly, with your whole soul, love multiple people, and love is not sex. Love is 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 way wider. Love is like a football field, and sex is uh, like the players or like a post. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. That is just one of the doors that you walk through. That, yeah. I think, because like I said, it's just realize as a country we're still young. Absolutely. So, certain, not even so, yet. Yeah, so certain ideals that other countries has adopted that is a little bit further along and more progressive than us, we're trying to catch up to. Yes. Because if you think about 10 years ago, like, like, like I was telling somebody uh, a while back, I said, when I was in high school, you never see two women kiss. Now you go to my high school, they tongue at each other down in the, in, in the halls like it's nothing. Um, I'm you so see happy more that interracial. It's, it's so yeah. beautiful because so many kids are not going to be confused and turn to suicide because they don't uh, see themselves or, or relate to anybody and feel so alone because they don't have any representation of how they love or how they see themselves. And it's really ugly what we've done to previous generations that didn't have representation mm-hmm. like this. It's just it representation it's, is so important. It saves mm-hmm. lives. It saves mm-hmm. and one thing that people will is it's y'all can look it up on the census, they basically said it's been a rise in mixed interracial kids. And mm-hmm. the white race is going down a little bit in in in, in numbers. So things are slowly changing, people. Yeah. You either change with the times or stay in the back and get left behind. Go ahead. We all come from people who valued, okay, in my tribe, let me not talk for everybody. In my tribe, Mm -hmm. it was an honor to marry your children if you were a leader Mm -hmm. to another tribe because Mm -hmm. the mixing of people and knowledge and trade, all of it is for the betterment of humanity mm-hmm. like we knew the importance of of putting our collective energies together and becoming better that isn't that the point of evolution so that we come from people who knew that that not sticking to one certain place was safe like we knew that we couldn't do that we couldn't just continue to just populate ourselves with our relatives that that's bad that does that doesn't yeah. make things get better it you know gen oh, we, God, I guess I, we didn't understand genetics back then but we we saw it and and how the babies were born and mm-hmm. you know and and it's important because one one group could have the ability to you know uh build canoes another group could have the ability to make a wheel you know mm-hmm. i mean it, it's a it cannot people cannot tell me it's a coincidence that so many different cultures share the same things we definitely were you know about teaching each other about 
sharing spaces together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. It, we shouldn't be yeah. afraid of 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 intermingling. I think it's the most beautiful thing. I think we yes, need to respect it and not say, fetishize it either. Yeah, because I think in this day and age, I love the fact that people are more open. I, I love the fact that people, and, and not just open as in on the internet and all that shit. No, no, I ain't talking about that. Open-minded. Yes. You know, because I the, the age I come from, no. I mean, well, listen no. to all the music we, we, the music that we love has mm-hmm. messages in it. All, mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who had a platform before would would insert things to make sure that people would have open minds. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, I realized that when Celia Cruz, for me, is a an artist I grew up listening to in Colombia with my mom. She loved mm-hmm. her. And her lyrics are literal. Like, she's, she tells stories of rebellions uh, of different cultures in mm-hmm. our lands. And it's beautiful mm-hmm. that I got to have a history lesson by listening to music that we all adored. And so she implanted that in my head, all of these little stories. So I, I could continue to um, not forget where we came from. And I think it's beautiful because in the, in the grand scheme of things, all this open-mindedness, that's, that's us going backwards to how it used mm. to be, which was beautiful. Yeah, so, so true. I love it. Of how everybody is waking up to the fact that a lot of the things weren't taught to us and a lot of things were withheld from us. And now we're integrating it. And it's beautiful. It's, it's really yeah. a, a sight to behold. You can say that three times over and never get old. Tell everybody where they can find you, baby. Um, I can be found on Pornhub. Uh, it's the Fetish Fairy Godmother. Um, I will I will have all of the information on there on where to go. I'll post it in the I'll, I'll make my last post on there all of the places you can find me. Um, but that's my main page is Pornhub. From there I have a lot of other places. Uh, same username on Twitter. Same username on Instagram. Same username on OnlyFans. On FetLife. I'm almost on every site there is <laughs> that has to do with fun, kinky sex. Yes. She is truly a killer queen. Yes. Oh, and <laughs> TikTok is multidimensional woman. Ooh. See, I, I like <laughs> you already. See, I'm looking forward to the next show we do together, most definitely. Most Me definitely. Me too. Life is a learning experience. It's a point of experience. You didn't learn anything, people. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, baby girl. Thank you for having me. <laughs>